For all your future ticketing needs, use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com. Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to that Davis show. My name is Kenneth Davis. You can follow me at that's Davis on all social media platforms. Always fortunate enough to be joined by executive producer of that Davis show and everything else. Ryan Pukovsky, follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one. Um, look, first off, we got to kick it off with the Bears first preseason game. At Bear down, this baby. This past Saturday versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bears won 14 to I mean, I Bears beat the Kansas City Chiefs 14 and 19. My bad. Yeah, it was great. They played what on the beaches of Lake Michigan, right? They weren't actually at the, the field, sandy, sand the sandy beaches of Lake, Lake Michigan. <laughs> um, you haven't seen the new Top Gun, right? No, not yet. There's a, a scene where they're playing football on the beach. I got uh, flashbacks of that movie when I was watching the Bears preseason game, seeing all that sand come up. Didn't they? Didn't they do that in the first Top Gun too? No, they did sand volleyball. This was their oh, remake you're right, of you're the right, sand volleyball right. scene. Well, also on that note, um, I saw a tweet from NBC Sports Bears beat writer Alex Shapiro where he tweeted out that Soldier Field will be resided before the first preseason, I mean, the first regular season game since that buffoonery. And I mean, people can put it on Mary, Mary, Larry, Lori Lightfoot, but it's been around since before her. And I'm by no means am I defending her. It's just when we want to take the action, it's like this has been a problem forever with the Park District. Here And it's just ridiculous, particularly when it's someone's workspace. And I'm referring to not just the Bears, but the opposing team also. It's it's ridiculous that people have to come and risk harm while you're already out playing risking harm. Um, I know they did take that that. field study, but I'm amazed that by now, because we've been talking about field issues since at least the new edition. What was that, like 03? Right. And I'm with you. you think, filter, filter, you think filter, the park filter. district or the Bears, somebody would be like, hey, are we done resodding this shit every five minutes? And that's what I was shocked to hear that the sod. Did you hear about this? Why the sand? Mm-mm. They switched sod companies. The ones before used to have like the dirt or whatever. And then they found out this sand helps out preserving the grass more or whatever. So they switched solders. And it's like. You're just switching around. Grant, just put field turf, and you don't have to worry about anything anymore. It's, it's wild. It's the most, I was on What's Up, Cuz. Shout out to Jason and Lance yesterday, and Jason mentioned Roger Bosser, the great field master for the White Sox, and we know his family, his dad, I think even his grandfather, and how he goes around the world, and you have him in city, and you don't use him to try to figure out a way to make it better. Like, it may not be able to get it perfect and sustain it, but not a way to make sure that 
the irrigation, you know what I'm saying? So if the moisture clumps doesn't pop, like you would, you would think it would make sense, but that's, I mean, to be honest with hey, you, it, father, it, you got any tips, right? This Chicago in a nutshell, you have someone that can actually perhaps fix a problem, but there's too He's much literally to named Sodfather, the godfather of grass, too much bureaucracy to actually get it done. So look, um, I usually go off of what the, the first team did, what the score was, who the victor was. I'm not going to do that as much with this first preseason game. All right. One, the Bears having a new um, a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and also a, super, a team with elite Super Bowl standards in Kansas City, a team that's been to four AFC championship games uh, in a row. Um, they're on two different levels and operating at, at two different levels, all right, to say the least. Um, so after, of course, Patrick Mahomes went out and after um, Justin Fields went out, um, you know, Kansas City was up, you know. But the Bears, you know, with their second and third stringers, came back and scored 19 points. Kansas City scored another touchdown. Um, the thing that stood out to me first, let me talk about the first stringers. Um, I thought uh, Justin Fields was straight, you know, better than that, a little, little better than average, a little bit, because I hold him to a high standard. I thought he was, a, I'll give him a little better, but I need to see more. You know what I'm saying? But that also comes from him having a clean pocket. Um, and we'll talk about that last pocket. year to you, right? It, it they look like, and this is the crazy. They look like they may have known what they were doing. Well, well specifically with him, I agree okay. with them. But do you think like Justin looked better? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. I'm, I'll tell you this: just the lack of hesitation on the first, the first, the the, the, the um the ten that ten yard run scramble, where there were times where he was hesitant, and sometimes there's an open lane. Take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just mm-hmm. you, especially while you're still young. Now, I'm not telling you to run into a defender. I'm talking about open space. Right. Take it. You are athletic. That's a that's a chunk of yards that you can get to keep the sticks moving. It's a, it's a positive measurement for the team. Always take it. You know what I'm saying? Because just slide it, it, and get down, young man. Enough yeah, of these, but, like, sitting up slides. I'm with you, but that wasn't the traditional bad Justin slide, in my opinion. I agree. Because, like, usually – Usually he does the baseball second base <laughs> slide where he's popping back up and, you know, like he's not even sliding and staying down. He's sliding and popping back up. And that's why he's getting tagged a little bit. This yep. one was the defender didn't pull up, you know, like that was that was another case of he's not being protected. Hopefully this year and one through that he should be protected regardless. He's a quarterback, but hopefully through his play, he starts to get the respect that he deserves where if anybody gets close to him as a flag, but that, that one wasn't him because last year it was some issues with how clean his slides were. They they always scared me to a certain degree, um, oh, yeah. his sliding. But you had the two passes. You had the over-the-back throw to Mooney, which was excellent. You had the Tarzay Sharp pass while taking while taking a hit. Um, I thought that nice, was a pick six. I couldn't believe that. that yeah, that so one. Nice. So that when you see that, yeah, you. but it's just seeing more. You know what I'm saying? That you know I have to do before I'm just like all uh, rose-colored glasses, and I believe you yeah. me, I want rose-colored glasses yes. for this young man. But I don't. If anybody lie to forgot, Ken and I have been talking about Justin Fields since he transferred from Georgia. How good we like this dude, dude. 
we won't even get into all of that because if we we've been going through our Trey Lance infatuation because that we, was we because yes no because we couldn't get Justin right it was like well we can't get Justin so can we get this kid that this right, right. plays at this lower he's level close. he's close right and so like we it just do yes we've wanted Justin Fields in a Bears uniform I predicted prior to the draft the Bears was going to do whatever they needed to to actually get them they actually did it. Um, and that's also partially because some teams weren't as high as on him. That, and I think mm-hmm. they'll make they'll feel they've made a mistake. Um, the fact that they didn't pick him up when they had the opportunity to pick him up. Teams like Detroit, teams like Carolina, so on and so forth. Right. Um, but still, he looked better than uh, he look. I put it like this. He looked like he's continuing where he was towards the end of last season. And I believe he may have a better coach now. And Luke Getzey, you know what I'm saying? I think so, too. So, so and, at and, least and, they're covering more of the fundamentals and the basics of the entire offensive like arsenal that teams have in the NFL. When you're hearing things like, oh, we didn't practice scrambling drills or we didn't really care about situational football. It's just Matt Nagy obsessed with this playbook type thing. And so it's nice to hear some of these basics. And I feel like with Justin – Just like you said, nothing crazy, but it was nice just seeing him flash a little bit more regularly versus last year where it was like, if you saw a flash, you were lucky almost. Right. So I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, The pocket wasn't as clean with the first string. Um, I will say this. I love the run concepts, and they're not really going to show us a lot anyway, but they were running with purpose rather than – Okay, it's time to throw in a run. You know, like it, it was mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. running with the purpose of trying to one, of course, get positive yards, but also trying to set something up. Um, so that alone brings positive feelings towards the offense, but still gonna take a minute for this offense to jail. There's still a lot of receivers that are are dinged up. So I mean, think about it, we still haven't seen Byron Pringle, uh Dallas Jones. Yeah, uh Equiminius. You know what I'm saying? We haven't seen them out there yet, so it'll be interesting. Nikhil Harry, too. That was my guy in the draft. I was kind of like, ooh, let's see what happens. And hearing that he was flashing in camp and then gets that high ankle sprain, I'm like, damn. It was was like this in camp. I just – I really liked him coming out of college. I thought New England got a steal in the first round. I could be totally off. I've definitely been off on plenty. Are you? That one, I mean, right now, it's totally off. Yes. I mean, yes. if Josh McDaniels – But there's still Bellas- just a little bit of time for him to turn it around. Maybe, but if you just think about – if Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick couldn't get a lot out of you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, and they drafted you, so it's not like they Maybe don't care. Maybe in ten years we'll be talking about Eberflus and Bowles like that. Like, damn, they got Nikhil Harry. You know they're going to turn him around. Yeah, I mean, and, and the worst part about that, of course, with him having to go have surgery with Dr. James Andrews and what being out to perhaps week eight or something like that, I believe. And I mean, you got to think. Then he has to get conditioned. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still has to know the playbook. Um, I mean, he can still learn the plays now while he's out, but still. So he still he never got a chance to develop true chemistry. But anyway, getting back to this game, um, you had the Peter Man and Trevor Simeon doing their things, right? Which I got a question for you. What do you think of Braxton Jones? Um, I, I, I think it's a trial by fire. And as of right now, I like his character, but it's like y'all are doing the most 
to be honest with you. It's like like if you like you go to you you're pulling a straight play from Ryan Pace's playbook right here. Like yes. this is my fifth rounder. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what it, I'm gonna show you how to do this, son. Like you are <laughs> like and I mentioned this on Under Center. I was like, dude, I'm gonna be like, I'm like, and I try to put myself in other people's shoes to try to view how they're viewing something that's taking place or happening to them, right? And this is how I felt about Larry Borum and uh, Tevin Jenkins, because it's like, damn, I'm not your dude, but you gonna bring this fifth round and get him a, a shot, right? Right? It's like, so it's not it about- even shot; it's like locked down at this right, point. right, Game and over. it's like. Like, dude, so, I mean, just think, they truly can't feel they're getting a legitimate shot now for anybody that doesn't know this upcoming game Thursday night in Seattle. Larry Bourne will be the starting right tackle as of right now, and Tevin Jenkins will be the starting right guard. All right, so we will get to see them. Riley Reef is going to have a game off for the preseason, so we'll get to see how they work. Now, listen, if it come to find out y'all got a lot of decent linemen, that's a positive. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that is that's a positive. You if you find out that Braxton Jones can be good, we're now early on decent. That Tevin Jenkins can be good, and Larry Borum can be decent. I'm only saying that from the draft stock of where they were drafted. You know, what I'm saying two fifth rounders and a second rounder who should who some people expect to be a first round pick in Jenkins. Um, look, pop, that's a cool kudos. You can do a lot with five guys that are average at the offensive yeah. line. You can right. do a as long lot. as they work, as long as they work as a unit. Um, so I'll be interested in that. But still, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But getting back to this game, um, I did like uh, some of the pressure you saw from Dominique Robinson. Yeah. Um, Travis Gibson. My Mark Anderson, um, baby. Come on. Know, right? Come on down. Ten sacks rookie year. Let's go, baby. And you know, I think we all just love us a little Tonga. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean. Yeah. I'm always here for a little Cyrus bit of Tonga. Tonga. Dog, I love you give it. me you give me an islander up the up the gap. I'm always here for a little bit Seventh of Seventh rounder that can't be moved off the line. I'm here for it all day. I mean all day, all day long. So and then Nick, I feel like the defense, and again, this has been second second and third, third stringers. I mean, Brisker shined. Yeah. Jaquan I like, Brisker. I like Jaquan a lot. You saw the depth and perhaps what you have in uh a Jack Sanborn, right? That guy, I don't know what to think about that guy. That guy played one hell of a game, and he is definitely showing up as an undrafted free agent. You're right. going to keep some undrafted free agents. You always do. This guy oh, looks prime. Oh, it's not even a chance he's going. So you, he had five tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defended, one interception, one fumble recovery, fumble recovery. and two special team tackles. And one of those yes. was inside the five. Yes. When, like a he, sick he, ass he brought this. Yeah, it was it was nasty. Nice at how he brought him down. Right. Like you need this is what you need with depth because your linebacker is going to get hurt. Right. So you're going to need someone who can play, knows the system, and you need guys who can play special teams and be depth guys. Plus, you got Roquan Smith. Well, I mean, he's going to play because he's not going to miss game check, but who the hell knows with his strategy? You might he's need traveling. that. He's traveling third. This is this is going to get this is going to get done basically because I'm sure Ryan Post has let him know I will franchise the hell out of your ass next year. All right. <laughs> And I can do it so the year you, after if you want. Right. I mean, you know, so I mean now I, I it may get to the point where you don't want to pay an off-ball linebacker that much, particularly when you could have been just paying him right now. But when you know I have you this year and next year, sign the contract, 
sooner or later, reason has to set in. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like you got they already gave him the sit in rather than the hold out, the hold in rather than rather than the hold out, right? They're he's traveling with the team to Seattle. They're trying not to be asses to him. Mm-hmm. Now again, by me telling me saying this, I am not saying to Roquan Smith sign whatever they're offering you, brother. Get sure. your bread. Sure. But it may come to a point that you may not be able to totally set the market. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it, 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 it and it, to it, your it, point with the Bears cap cowabunga that's coming up, where they have unlimited funds. Maybe you say, "Hey, we can give you a franchise tag. We'll we'll figure it out in the offseason right. around your contract. We're not scared." Plus, we can afford you, a franchise tag. Plus, actually, if you tag them, you—that's just to hold on them to perhaps come do a contract, come to within the contract before the season begins, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it, the point that I was getting to: imagine seeing Robert Quinn and Roquan out there with these guys. Yeah, you know, and with there was Kyler no, Gordon, no Kyler Gordon, exactly, no Kyler Gordon. You know, what I'm saying just ima- like, dude, Nick Morrow showing up in gaps, crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think this deep, I, I, I talked to, I said, I thought this defense could be top 12 mm. on under center. I'll tell you this. Matthew Berry said to me, they should be top 10. Hmm. I think if they stay healthy, that's possible. But a lot of health because we're going to talk about the second stringer, the third stringers. There's just not a lot of depth when you talk about that secondary. But if they can stay healthy, you can see some of the pieces. Jalen Johnson, if Kyler Gordon's really this animal in like the nickel, the slot, you have probably enough to fill the other outside. I really think with Brisker, Eddie Jackson's going to give you the best season he's had since his great season. Doesn't mean it's going to be Pro Bowl worthy or anything like that. But I think you're going to notice a much better Eddie Jackson this year than you've seen in at least a couple seasons. I hope so. I don't want to lie to myself and tell myself that's what's going to happen. I think it should. I'm with you. I believe it should be, right? I just think it will. I think he's too good of a player to just be awful bad. Maybe he's not that good of a player to be an Ed Reed favorite at safety or anything like that. I think there's room in the middle for him, and it's really scheme dependent. But I feel like this scheme is going to be exactly what he needs. Your dog is snoring his ass off. But I'm with you. I, I, at 3.30 in the morning when he wakes me up. I mean, especially if you have somebody like Briscoe who's willing to risk life and limb out there laying wood, but also showing coverage instincts. And it's small. It's minute. But I mean, these dogs, they, they picked up two nice little DBs in the draft. Yes, I agree. Facts. That's just their facts. And if right now it looks like they got two starters, you know, right. like flat out starters. You can't and if you got Braxton Jones as your legit ass fifth round left tackle, damn, you built a draft. Like that's yeah, a draft. Dude, right that, there. All right. Yeah. Cause one, and this has been a running gag between me and Josh Schrock. Um, when he first got here, he didn't see the draft. And I explained it more on the UC the other day. I've been. I thought Trist, Tristan Ebner was going to get a real good shot, right? And he thought he was going. I like him a lot. He thought he Ooh. was going to get cut. And I broke. I broke this down actually on why I I like Tristan Ebner a lot. I thought Tristan Ebner was the running back version of Valus Jones when they drafted him, and I don't mean speed as much as uh, Valus Jones being a receiver who can do things in the backfield. 
Tristan Ebner being a running back who can do things in the passing game, but closer because in size and stature. You know what I'm saying? I thought and I thought and I thought this um, this offense was going to use those type of guys. So that's why I thought when I saw Tristan Ebner's highlights, like, yeah, I could see him fitting in with this or whatever. Um, And I look, I, I could see him being a change of pace back too. With his with the speed that he has, and we also saw a little bit of ferocity uh, to go along with him. But yeah, I Tristan, could easily see him taking over Khalil Herbert's spot. I was about to say, because yeah. Herbert, as great as he could be potentially as a runner, he's just not a natural pass catcher. Ebner, he's like that utility third down, like perfect complement to David Montgomery. Totally, totally. Um. So look, this you could. How about the punter too? How about the punter? Give the punter a little love, dude. I was. Listen, I remember I was watching him take his first punt. Go ahead. Back to what this draft could be a little bit of something, (laughs) particularly without a first round pick. You're right. When you just put Gill in there too, I got to go with you. You're right. If look, if Valus Jones is straight, right, right? and Tyler Gordon is straight. Dog, if Braxton Jones – look, I'm not even going to set the bar high. If he finishes the season and gives up four sacks. If he could right? be Charles Leno, how about that? Uh, Maybe a little year? bit better than which, Charles? Which, which year? Uh, one of the good years. Not the penalty year. Not the good <laughs> yeah, year not 2019. Well, no, it was like, no, damn, no, no, son. No, no, no. You didn't even have to know. No, we're talking below Pro Bowl alternate. Below okay. well, Pro you, Bowl alternate. You didn't even have to hear the number of the player who false started. You knew yeah. it, that it was Charles Leno Jr. Um, yeah, if he could be serviceable, um, you may have you again, serviceable. You may have you, especially for a little draft, especially not uh, going in having only what? Four picks or five picks when they first went in there? Yeah, it was like before five they, picks. Drive, it was more five than picks four. Because they, they had the, the two twos. They didn't have a three. No, they had the, no, they had the one two. Remember, they got the oh, second yeah. one from Khalil Mack. Yeah. Well, okay, yes. Yes, before the Khalil Mack trade. And then yeah, they had right. like two fives or something like that. They had a four and two fives. And then yes, like, about, um, yeah, four and two fives. So they had like five picks, like five picks. And yeah, so look, again, the depth showed out a little bit. But it was playing against other teams, low primary players, too. So I can't sit here and bullshit you. You know what I'm saying? But it did look like there was some quality depth that you can use and foresee playing decent throughout this season. But it's still early. We don't know enough about Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Eberflus as a head coach. We don't know enough about Allen Williams as a defensive coordinator. And the same goes for Luke Getze as the first-time primary play caller on offense. Same can be played for uh, Williams being the first-time play caller on defense. So we still don't know enough to really give a pass to any of this. But I saw what I thought was a good reason to hire Matt Eberflus. They looked organized. Yeah, They looked like they knew what they were doing. There wasn't penalty stricken. The challenge worked and it made Oh, no, not the challenge worked. Not, right. not, <laughs> the, not <laughs> clock possession being straight. Right? You know, just no false starts. No. Oh, no. Is the play coming in? Right. Do it. What's the play? Exactly. What's the play? Exactly. So, uh, yeah, dude. That, I think it, that it was, was the most exciting part about the preseason. It's it's exactly what you said. It's way too early. Don't put any investment. But when you see a rookie class that this new regime is putting so much obvious like placement on, like they're putting their eggs in these draft class baskets, 
And to see that many guys sort of flash or look like NFL caliber players, that's exciting. That's really exciting. I mean, and just think about this. Now, I'm going to go into the future. If things, let's just say you win seven games this year. I'm going to be nice. Um, And you still end up with the ninth pick in the draft, something like that, right? In this draft where, dog, forget just Shroud and Young. It's like four other quarterbacks. There's There's going to be probably two to three that make it in the first round in this upcoming draft, right? So, and if so, you're saying two to three, there might be even another four right. or five because of how desperate the league is. Desperate team, exactly. And now you're in a situation where hopefully Justin proves you don't need a quarterback. Not to say you would use this to pick in on this year anyway, but you're like, we're solid. We can even move down so we can acquire more draft capital. And the only real thing you have to worry about in the first two rounds, particularly I would hope the first round, is going out and getting the elite wide receiver. And then you're, you're doing best player. At, at, at available, and with, especially with, if Cole Komet shows up as a tight end this year, right? Even though they should still go out and get a, a straight yes. you guy. Yes. All right, yes. like yo, you can't so block. Good. It's okay. Can you run <laughs> up the seam as fast as possible? Right? Like, can you be about six ten and very fast? Exactly, we can use that. Like, it doesn't matter. You should. You, you can be Stokely. You can be six one. Can you get open? And are you a little thick? Right, like. Come on, let's go. Post up some guys. Right. You ever play basketball, son? I mean, again, now we're now, of course, this is all hope springs eternal. But seriously, though, can we live in that just for one minute? I just my dream. You know how obsessed we are with the draft and you have to be as a Bears fan. It's your only Super Bowl, basically, Mm. just to see like a Bears pull off a trade, get three first round picks and a couple thirds. It's just like. Damn! Like, I've never seen that. I've seen them basically do everything else in the draft. I've never seen them get a haul before. That would be just amazing. It would. I mean, it's and to go along again, we don't shoot, no. Mm -hmm. But with what we would believe is trending as a competent front office, because the problem with the Bears, if you if they did have a haul, you worried about who was doing the yes. select. Yes, yes, <laughs> right. True. Oh man, they got three first rounders. Oh, they hit great. On one. Ryan Bates has got three first rounders in a draft where it's all athletes, and uh, you don't know how many football players you got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if these guys, and I'm talking about Ryan Posen and Ian Cunningham, if they're competent, not better than competent, good at their jobs, and you're giving them that many bite at the apples for, with with cheaper labor compared to their on their rookie right. deals. And you're that's talking you the start shippers at towards the front. Yeah, that's how you start to really build a team that can go and compete for a long period of time, which we haven't been able to do here since the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and so I get like that. the whole don't waste Justin Fields rookie contract, but I feel partly that it's not as big of a deal just because of the cap relief that they have going on. And if you're just stimulating with cheap wages, you can eat a big contract of a quarterback. I'll tell you this, to be honest with you. I hope they have a real good idea about Justin going into next year. Because I, Do you think they kind of have it now, though? Do I don't you think know. they kind of have it now? Dog, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert's contracts are going to be ridiculous. Yes. yes, they are. And that means that anybody getting a contract after them is going to be extremely (laughs) ridiculous, right? And it'll be like, I will hope, listen, I will hope they would know before going in, before those two guys signed, like, Justin, let me holler at you real quick. 
Now, mind you, Justin still has that will be his third year. He still has two more years, right? Of what? Well, yes, two more years. Yes, with the fifth year they option, would be, they would do the fifth year option on him. But I will hope they would just try to get it out the way. Now, it wouldn't be fortuitous for him to necessarily take it before those guys sign you. Because listen, that's the thing too with Baltimore. Like, okay, fuck around and wait to after they like do not sign uh, Lamar this year and wait to after some more quarterback sign and think about what y'all have to pay. And I know in the back of their minds they're like, we just afraid he may get hurt. He's still all you got, right? It's like he's still he's great. You right. can't just throw away great quarterbacks like it's nothing, right? And at some point, somebody else if if he stays healthy enough, someone else is going to pay him and take a risk on him. You know, hell like, yeah. Period. If so the Bears player, didn't have a quarterback and Lamar Jackson was on the free agent market, I'd say get him. I, I would, but I'd be like, man, gear up to go for like a three-year run because this kid's going to get killed. <laughs> <to him. laughs> like this. I'm and with you. It's, it's just I, I, I like with Justin Fields, though, the big thing is he has so many of the tantalizing intangibles, and I don't think any of it's fake. And he's so good at the mic already. Like, mm-hmm. remember Jay at the mic? It took him years to just be shit ass from terrible beyond shit ass. Like, he never got good at the mic. He got a little bit better where it was like, okay, at least we're getting something instead of gobbledygook and just, oh, uh, uh. With Justin, he, he gets it, I feel like. And it's really just got to come down to play on the field. But even they, Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, have to know he's – doesn't have a ton of help here. So you, no. I wonder what they're looking at as true indicators of we want to just – we're putting all our eggs in that basket and not even thinking about Bryce Young, let's say. I think they're looking at – and this is something that we all said when uh, Matty Bufus was hired. The defense is going to get going early, and if they can keep the offense mm-hmm. or the team around, that and I think by the end of the first quarter, the first after the first four games, mm-hmm. that if the offense can start putting up twenty points a game, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, regularly, to mm-hmm. where that can go to where to 25, 20, you know, twenty four, twenty seven points a game. Right, you know easy to just kind of convince yourself. Hey, we had a little bit more help on the offensive line and some actual right. receivers. Twenty might right. be twenty eight. I mean, this is the thing. What if they have a good running game this year? Yeah. With play, like, I mean, a real utilized. I'm talking about a real running, like a top six, top ten running game, to where you're getting t- TDs off just you know off the rip. You're coming off the bus with 14 points from rushing. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like, what if you right. if you can start if you can start there? And not, when I say 14 yards, it may be a situation where it's a mm. touchdown pass that gets the TD, but we know the rush is what got you into the red zone or into, into the, yeah, to the red zone. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can, if you can start there, which is low level, this is basic rudimentary football. If you can start there and then add a passing TD to get to 21, then mm-hmm. a field goal, let alone you mentioned Gill flipping the field crazy right. to where How about now, a Bellis Jones kickoff returns. Exactly. So if you can, if you can in all three phases, make the game easier consistently then now we're what a novel concept i feel like this is dean davis all over again just play fundamental easy smart football and a lot of stuff is going to take care of itself this is a low-hanging bar but look let's go on into thursday night's game in seattle what are your thoughts what do you expect it's a seattle team no longer has russell wilson there so 
I'm not afraid of Geno Smith or Locke. Um, you know, the defense should be the defense may be a little bit weaker without it should be weaker without Wagner up the middle. Um, so this to me um isn't the same measuring stick, of course, as a Kansas City, but it's a competent front office and a competent head coach. Mm-hmm. And it would be good to see you beat them with because Matt Eberflus has already said that some of the starters are going to play 16 to 10, six to 10 plays, and some guys will get 20 snaps. By the 20th snap on offense, it'd be nice to see that the Bears have more points than this than um, the um, the Seahawks. You know, so I was about to say the Supersonics, but then the Seahawks. It'd be nice <laughs> One to see day, hopefully. I know, right? It'd be nice to see that take place. I saw, it's funny, real quick, side note, has nothing to do with this. Um, uh, uh, what's, what's the name that used to play for the Bulls? Uh, Jamal Crawford, uh, Jalen Rose asked him if he could be in the Hall of Fame or bring a basketball team back to Seattle, which one would it be? And he chose bringing back the seat, the Supersonics. He was like, it's too, it. he's like, it's too many kids that have never seen any Seattle basketball whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? The last kid saw was Kevin Durant, and those kids are growing. Like, now people don't understand. I mean, we're in the Midwest. Why do we care? Seattle's a basketball town, and it didn't matter. We all love the Supersonics, man. Everybody loves the Supersonics. Who doesn't love the Supersonics? We all Come on. I'm, I'm talking about before Gary Payton was Gary Payton, Tom Ricky right. Pierce, Detlef Shrimp, uh, Dale Ellis. I mean, I don't have to talk about Ooh. the Ram. I'm talking about just all. They used to be they used to, Sam Perkins. They used to be loaded, right? They were like, see, they were like Portland when Pippen was there, how they had like Steve yeah. Smith. Brian Grant, Rashid, Dana Stoudemire. Like they were that they, that's team. how that's how the the early the like the the early the mid mid, you know, like ninety-three, that's how the supersonics was almost loaded. You know what I'm saying? Names may not have been as heralded. You know, Xavier McDaniels came from there. Like they were they used to have some talent over over on those old those scenes before Gary Payton became Gary Payton, Gary, Gary Payton. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, back here to the Bears versus the Seahawks. Um, Bears should definitely win with the starters in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Justin win in the air a lot, but I want to—I know they can't show us everything, mm-hmm. particularly the plays that are going to be your bread and butter plays. But I want to see Muggs be demoralized by the running game. I want to mm-hmm. start seeing you got three running backs back there that we know of right now. Mm-hmm. I want to start seeing in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and this isn't this isn't preseason as much because you're, you're ch- changing players in, so it, these players are fresh. I'm talking about in the regular season. I want to start seeing cast demoralized because mm-hmm. David Montgomery is coming downhill at that ass, and it's like not mm-hmm. again. I don't want right. to tackle him right now. Oh, here's this Tristan Ebner all of a sudden right. where it's like, scat back. I want to. That's what I want to see. I want to see punishment. All right. I want I, people to like an offensive lineman does not want to take steps back every second of the game. He, too, wants to attack. All right. He, too, wants I want to, to see Tevin Jenkins to see to like go along with what Pulling. you're saying. Pulling I want to see that nasty. I want to see that nasty I want to see Tevin Jenkins, Tevin Jenkins pulling left, right, with a DB or a linebacker off the right, off the left tackle and not seeing him. And then there's big-ass Tevin Jenkins, light-skinned self, coming right down on you. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mm-hmm. want to start seeing. I, I want to see, see that. Fund- I want to see physical football. Like, that's – look at what the 49ers do. Now, we get right. on them about right. health. We get on them about health. But you know you played them. Like, yes. when I was a kid – 
we were we 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 may only have twenty five guys mm-hmm. active on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Some guys playing Ironman football, but every coach would say, mm-hmm. "We man, our players are in the training room after playing." Y'all like you knew you played us when you played us because we was laying some wood down. I want to see that where a Bears team win, lose, or draw, the physicality is always there, and I hope that's what Matt Eberflus is bringing on both sides of the ball, let alone speed. But that's that's I'm, I'm starting to get amped up here, man. I'm yeah. like yeah, for a team, yeah. a team that I don't have going to the playoffs, and that's right. We okay. were we were selling them down the river. They still may be down the river, but we still know the positive things that we can see. You because there's. There's still holes in the, on this team, not as much for defensively, sure. but we still don't know the pressure that the front seven can get. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be keyed in on Justin Jones this year. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. keyed in on Travis Gibson this season. Yes. I don't think Robert Quinn is gonna have that much slippage from last year, you know. And that we we people would be like, well, you had Khalil Mack, so people had to play on the side. It was a lot of games. Khalil Mack wasn't there, right? right. And they couldn't stop Robert Robert Quinn. Alone, I think I said. Yeah, he, he's not. A, he Cole. he doesn't need a bookend. I remember yeah, Owen Cruz. He talked about the offensive lineman conference that he went to, and one of the biggest like pass rushers that they discussed was Robert Quinn because of his excellent bend. chop move. Yeah. yeah, and his bend, his bend. Mm-hmm. Like this dude basically is. He's running on his ankles on the right. chop move. Yes, right. exactly. So yeah, dude. I, I'd like if you get they get pressure up front. It's going to be an I, interesting year. I hope, like, exactly what you're talking about, that the pieces you have right now, we're really talking shutting down the run, first and second down. Then you bring in a Dominic Robinson on the bookend of Robert Quinn. And Al maybe Travis Al Gibson Quidim inside. Right. Is Al Quadim Muhammad more than a role player like he was at the Colts? If he can Remember be the NASCAR straight, package? Right. With I'm the just, Giants? That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Dog, if you if you could sit there and you brought like now the proper depth, Al-Qadim Muhammad can come in and we know it's the run side primarily is how you think of that side, but brings in eight sacks, nine sacks. Mm-hmm. Robert Quinn goes out there, gets 12, 13, 14 sacks. Justin mm-hmm. Jones gets up in there, gets about seven, eight sacks. Dude, it's that's a lot of trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. Right. Of, that's a lot. That's not even talking about Brisker coming in off the nickel package. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or Tevin Young or whatever you're going to do. Like, or what you get out of Dominic Robinson if he does right. turn into a Mark Anderson freak. So, again, now this is all rose color. Yes. All right. But it's rose color because I hate to you say You saw look, something because they look you confident. saw something. They actually right. look confident. We right? saw something. It doesn't mean Super Bears, Super Bowl, but we saw something. How long have we been dying to see a lot of the things that we saw from the Matt Nagy or from this game? From 2019. 2019. That's when it became clear that, yeah, this isn't probably going to work. Mm-hmm. If you were honest with yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this isn't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when I used to be. I, I thought Matt Nagy could do it. I um, thought so too. And I like the hype. That's that's when the truth started to show through that no, he can't. Um, and then I never was the, a Mitch guy, but I thought you could win with Mitch, which the Steelers may do. You know what I'm saying? I thought you could win with Mitch. He could be a Ryan Tannehill going, going in 2019. Going in 2019, I thought you could perhaps win with Mitch. I don't know. I didn't think you could win a Super Bowl, but I thought you can get into the playoffs and make a little noise. Um, after that, I didn't. But again, yeah. we, how much is that? Is my <laughs> it only took that year. 
<laughs> yeah, that year, that year was when it, it, it hit the fan where you knew like, oh, OK. And then the following year, you bring in Robert Quinn thinking, OK, now at least we may have these two guys and the defense is going to kick back up. And Robert Quinn has the worst year of his career, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, what and I'm Cleo saying? Mack just starts the downturn. Right. Yeah. The Bears, the injuries. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where confidence, unfortunately, when you're a fan base that hasn't been getting a lot from your team. It makes you feel a little bit better than it should, you know what I'm saying? Because we haven't been getting confidence and the Bears don't usually go together. Historically. It, it doesn't. It do, and that's it doesn't. And that's we should demand more. You know what I'm saying, Bears fans? We should demand more. So just to make sure we go over everything, uh, Doug Kramer is placed on the injured reserve. Uh, Michael Joseph, Jason Stanley, and Javon White have all been waived. Uh, I told you about the starters. We let you know about Borman Jenkins on the right side. Um, and Brisker was a non-participant in practice. And this is from my guy, Josh Chirac from NBC Sports. And it looks like Kyler Gordon could potentially start this game. He's at least somewhat on track. I think it's going to come down to his health game time. There's a lot of guys on bikes and not practicing in practice last week. In a way, I don't hate that. I love the kind of Lovey Smith physical training camp all over again where where the whole first year everybody out because yeah. we ran them too hard yeah i think we can be smarter than that to a degree um, i i agree but this is the year to do that kind of bs you're right if you're trying you're to right. take her you're right you're you are right you are right this is the year to go ahead and push push them to the wall and make sure they know this is how we want you to practice and then start pulling back because you hope that the locker room will patrol itself you know what I'm saying? So I'm with you on that note. So Especially you- with the Doug Kramer injury, just because I don't know about you, I'm souring on Sam Mustafer bad. I mean, you know, some, it's a, you just mentioned somebody who would jump all over you if you're talking about uh, Sam Mustafer like that. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? If Luke, if, if Lucas Patrick can get back by the second or third game, I think having a Sam Mustafer is a plus because you got a guy that can do a few different things yeah. and it's a depth guy. It's him starting, but this is, this is why you have depth guys. And this is also, we keep that. We giving all these, these bouquets away. We got to see if Lucas Patrick can really hold up Yeah, for sure. Now being a full-time starter compared to being a, a fill-in guy, you know, we have to see that. Cause at the question right now, you can't, you already mm-hmm. out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll definitely see now. I, Kenneth Davis have the Bears beating the Seattle Seahawks. And I mean, early to where it's not the third team guys are bringing you to victory. I have them winning before the starters go out. What say you, Ryan? I'm with you. I think this team is riding high after that Kansas City game, even though it wasn't the ultimate showing. But I think as a team, they're they're liking where they're at. They saw some of the fruits of their labor come through with a lot of guys at least, you know, looking like a professional NFL player and not a bunch of guys where you're like, how the hell did we end up with them? So I think, like you said, Seattle's going through this transition there. They got a good coaching staff. They got a good front office. It will probably be a tougher game than people think. And probably the Seahawks will be a tougher team in general this year than people think, but they don't have enough talent. And the bears, believe it or not, I feel like have more talent than the Seattle Seahawks. So I do expect that as well. I'm just All hoping, right. honestly, we just see a little bit more building from that offensive line, a little bit more from the offense. The defense can kind of keep showing what it's showing, special teams looking solid. You feel good about the Bears at least being competitive for most of the season. 
All right. Now we're done. You don't want to do your Tyson Fury thing right now, right? <laughs> right. All right. Just <laughs> we'll save it. All right. For Ryan Bukovsky and myself, we always appreciate it. Again, you can follow him at Ryan B. Ski. You can follow me at That's Davis. And as always, man, keep subscribing. Uh, please listen. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We'd appreciate it. And uh, please be safe out there and don't do anything before you hear from us again.